Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious certified gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle or purchase them online and visit canyonglutenfree.com for a coupon. Off the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the five. Touchdown, Colorado State. You a gluten-free kind of guy? Gluten-full. I'm a gluten-full kind of guy. I'm one of those mm, guys who man. the doctors were like, hey, you have all these internal <laughs> issues. I highly recommend you stop eating gluten. And I was like, wait, what's gluten in? And they're like, literally everything you enjoy. Right. And so I was like, you want to know what? I can push through this. This is something I can live with. My and guy. 10 years later, I still have. I don't have a gallbladder. I've got issues. I think I need to try gluten-free if we're being honest, but Ugh. I'm too stubborn and, you know, I'm just going to live the way that I, I had live. the same situation in your in your at your age. And it turned out I just had a ton of horrendous habits and that's what was causing all oh, my yeah. problems, not gluten. So stop scapegoating gluten people and get your lives in order. It's the Totino's pizzas I'm eating <laughs> that are killing me, the, not the gluten. Right. Actually, th- your doctors, they should know to advise against the Totinos. I thought you had to be smart to go to med school. Come on. Yep. Apparently, it's just longevity. Man, we're live. This is weird. I'm, I'm used to recording it's like odd. by myself in my little sweatshop of a living room <laughs> with no air conditioning and no airflow, and you can just right. like smell BO and, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. trash. And Instead if it sounds you're like I'm with this a, gorgeous mural, I know. I feel like I'm big time right now. I feel like I'm a professional or something. Hey, man. Uh, you you sure are though. You <laughs> sure are. Yeah, and uh, we get to do this together. Yeah, I'm excited to have you, man. Long time coming from when we we uh, we were killing it on BSN Rams like five years ago. Oh yeah. Sometimes I even like forget that that happened. It was I think that would have been like I do not. That was 2015, I believe it would have been like that spring. Yeah, I mean it's I been a long so. time, but I think so. Back when Colin was still without a beard and. And CSU fans right, were still promising. hopeful and the world wasn't ending and right. there was a cure for cancer on the verge oh, and then yeah. everything just came crashing down. I mean, the whole world, as we knew it, came to an end with the CSU team. That's still right. That's what we're the learning. of what the McIlwain era used to be and what the Bobo era promised to be. It was a, it was a different time, that's for sure. I always wonder, what is Jim McIlwain doing with his free time nowadays? Like, Well, he is a coach. Hopefully, well, yes, but... He, <laughs> 
he's a weird dude. You he's, assume he has a lot more free time now. I imagine he's just like lecturing somewhere about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. This is a true thing. Jim McElwain believes he's like the best in the world at making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. One time in his office, he showed me how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So That's a weird flex, you, but okay. If you ever want to know how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich the Jim McElwain way, I'm the guy. Kale's on the board. He's going to try and get Jim McElwain on the line while we keep talking, <laughs> and we'll see if we can do that. No, spoiler alert. That's not going to happen right now. But uh, aside from the nonsense that I dragged us into for this first minute, we actually have some Ram stuff to talk about. We are going to talk about CSU. This isn't just going to be about gluten-free and whether Jim McElwain <laughs> humps sharks or not. And your like terrible habits that have led to all your physical problems. And huh? yeah, just my poor, poor <laughs> life decisions. Your bad lifestyle. You get enough uh, of that on twitter yeah there you go there you go we're trying to stay positive here um though you can't find us on twitter if you're listening to this post yeah so uh lay it on me man big game for csu football obviously gotta gotta travel and face utah state they Mm. didn't actually win the mountain west last year but they were easily the most explosive team in the conference led by one of the if not the best quarterback in the league I think everybody knows at this point I will die on Colin Hill and defend him till my last dying words. Because I was wondering, like, well, who would be arguably who would who would supplant Jordan Love? But your my guy Colin can do it. (laughs) My guy Colin Colin can do anything. Duh. Oh wow. No, but Jordan Love is he's phenomenal. He's an incredible athlete. He can make plays Mm -hmm. with his legs. He has. Probably the best true deep ball in the league. Um, in the league, for sure. I mean, in the right, country. Right really, up there, top up there. five in the country, probably. He's, he's yeah. really an incredible quarterback. Utah State, this team lost quite a bit of talent last year just yeah. with the NFL draft. You had some guys leave early. That makes sense. Anytime you yeah. have you know, a coach leave, leave for Texas Tech, you bring in a new guy in Gary Anderson, who's actually the new guy that's the old guy the, coming he back started the utah state exactly we can't call it a dynasty but really this like he was their McElwain, then left mm-hmm. didn't work out so well in his other stops and now he's back and it's an interesting mix i think if you're utah state a lot of times when you lose a coach like this you're gonna see a steep drop off but you're mm-hmm. in a different position with gary anderson he knows the region he had established right. roots he comes back he knows how to win at this school and you're, you've kind of seen them come out and not really skip a beat. They did lose to Wake Forest by a field goal in, yeah. w- in week one, but that was yeah. kind of a weird game. Jordan Love actually had three interceptions in that game. Right. He's only had one over the last two. So yeah. interesting game. But, I mean, it's just cu- it'll be fun to see what this Utah State team really looks like because you have a defensive-minded coach mm-hmm. who has made his mm-hmm. bread and butter on you know having stout defenses that play aggressive, and you have this CSU offense – which is very pretty. It puts up a ton of yards. I mean, almost yeah. 700 yards last week. They're throwing 30-plus points on the board pretty right. much on a weekly basis. That is the Mike Bobo offense. So you have Bobo's offense versus Gary Anderson's defense. And how can this CSU team respond? I'm, I'm really interested to see, like, what what are your thoughts, I guess, from the outside looking in? What are you most curious about watching this CSU-Utah State game? Yeah, well, I mean, as far as, you know, I'm a draft guy, so I'm really interested in the NFL prospects you're going to be hard-pressed to find a matchup in the league with as many guys as intrigue me as we have here. That's a good point. A lot of a lot of potential NFL players in this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, a huge fan of Warren Jackson. I, I think he's really, he's still just showing flashes. 
uh, but the talent is out of this world. He's definitely an NFL guy. I, I will point out Warren may be out this week. He's currently listed as doubtful, had yeah, a shoulder a injury. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's really something we can we'll, – yeah. we'll transition back to what we were just about to talk about. But CSU in this game, probably going to be without Warren Jackson, your number one wide receiver – probably going to be without your number one running back in Marvin Kinsey. He actually played last week with a separated shoulder, didn't practice all week leading up to the game, goes for a career high 250 yards in the game. Really just a phenomenal showing. It's been an awesome year for Marvin. He's he's had some fumble issues, but you'll you'll live with it when you're running for multiple 75-yard touchdowns. Right, and had just lit up Arkansas, misses the whole week of practice, and then blows up Toledo. Like He's been unbelievable talk about an nfl guy like the the talent looks undeniable yeah but the the biggest question for marvin has always been is this guy mature enough can we trust him on a down-to-down basis he's Mm -hmm. even at the beginning of this year mike bobo would talk about marvin kinsey and be like marvin's a guy who's constantly in my doghouse marvin is a guy who needs to learn how to practice marvin is this marvin's that now over the last month or so i will say Marvin's teammates and his coaches have been very complimentary of Marvin. They've talked about how hard he's worked. I think he finally gets it. It's starting to click with him like, all right, like enough of this nonsense. I got to play. And hopefully it translates. He is a fun guy. He's he's a guy where you don't want him to lose that spirit. And that's what makes his teammates love him. There's mm-hmm. a guy, he's he talks trash. He, yeah. He's jumping up and down. He's pumping his chest. But that's the kind of player he is. You don't want him to right. lose that. Right. No, you just totally. need him to understand. Like, there are times where maybe I got to shut up and listen to the coach <laughs> for a right. few minutes. Right. Yeah. When we see each other at the CSU Pro Day several months from now, will we be shaking our heads like, boy, he's such a knucklehead? Or we'll think, we'll talk about him as a guy who got it. Man, I hope so. Just with, with how poor Preston Williams looked in his Pro Day last year, and it was bad. It was really bad. Anybody that brings it up and says that you know you're using hyperbole or you're exaggerating no oh, it was no, truly no, that no, bad no. you had nfl scouts shaking their heads oh yeah t- you know marking this guy as like we would not take him mm-hmm. he's not prepared for this how are we going to trust him you don't want yeah. that to be a situation with marvin because if there are any questions about your character your work ethic your integrity those are the kind of things yeah. that prevent you from getting drafted yeah yeah no i mean not to take us on a whole other tangent but preston i've never seen anything like that at a pro day where he keeps doing his broad jump and they're like, uh, he's not following the most basic directions. And one scout was just like, okay, we're done. We're done. Like, you're done. Whatever you did, that's it. That's your number. We're not going to stay here and keep doing this. It was wild. It was like watching something in PE class from like an elementary school kid. Yeah. And I mean, wild. Preston obviously has the talent to play in the league. You've seen Undeniable. it. He's right. come in as an undrafted free agent and he's lighting it up for Miami. Yeah. Caught a touchdown in his NFL debut, tore it up all preseason. It's never been about can this guy play when the lights are on. When the lights are on, Preston Williams is a gamer. Yeah. But that's not how the NFL works. Yeah. You can't you can't be focused one day a week. Right. So those injuries are a huge blow. And I mean, what are you hearing around campus? How's that going to impact the offense? Because it's going to have to be the Dante Wright show, essentially, huh? Yeah. I mean, without it's Warren and, and Marvin are doubtful. So d- technically, they could play. Sure. Um, I don't foresee either one of them playing just given how, look, Mike Bobo's a realist. Uh He's a guy who he's going to say, he's going to tell us, you know, we expect to win this game. We go into any game expecting to win. That's what coaches are going to say. But deep down in Mike Bobo's heart, he knows what this game is. He knows that this is 
it's it's you can win i mean you show up you play i'm not saying you show up with a lackluster game plan you're gonna do everything in your power to win but you know you're facing the most explosive offense in what is probably a top three home atmosphere as far as the mountain west goes the the stands are right up on the sideline it's literally like six or seven feet why don't more stadiums why aren't more stadiums safety is the biggest concern you have guys that run into them um but yeah it's intense and it's even as a media member just feeling everybody like breathing over your shoulders you're just kind of like man like got a bunch of crazy white people hyped up on (laughs) diet coke with their blonde crew cuts and they're they're going buck wild for utah state football It's got a bit of an English Premier League game where it's like right on top of you. Yeah. You know? It's it's great. And I mean, they had that rough game against Wake Forest, which we started off talking Jordan Love. They're coming off a huge win at San Diego State. That was so they're hot, man. Exactly. I mean, there were some questions, I think, just coming into this year, and then they lose the game at Wake Forest, which was winnable. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's that, that was a tough game. It's not like Utah State lost to a bad team or anything sure. like that. But I think when you see that week one, then there are maybe some questions like, oh, maybe this team can't finish the way they finished last year. We've seen the last two weeks, though, this Utah State yeah. team every bit as dangerous as that team from last year. Back on track. Well, and what, what stinks about all these injuries is that against a more talented Utah State last year, the Rams had them on the ropes. And one of the craziest, most disappointing finishes I've ever witnessed. That was, I mean, talk about just like a gut punch. Yeah. That was a situation where everyone in the press box, they stand up and we won't say the explicitives, but (laughs) Preston catches that ball and everyone, holy, I can't believe what I just witnessed. Teams are celebrating. CSU storms the field. It looks like there weren't a ton of fans there. It was a really cold (laughs) day. Uh, There were some people that were about to storm the field, which you can make an argument, maybe not the best idea, just given how the season had been. But it had been a long year, and you finally felt like, well, at least they got this upset win. And then, like, two minutes later, I think, you just you see it all. All the people get cleared off the field, and there's one little yellow flag. And it turns out Preston Williams stepped out of bounds and he did step out of bounds there were people that yeah, were that were mad about you can you can debate whether he was forced out of bounds because he was touched by the defensive back that is up for debate and if he was then it wouldn't shouldn't have been a penalty right, right. but he did step out of bounds that's yeah. that's not up for debate yeah and they lose the game and like you said i don't know other than maybe when csu lost to boise state in the state pride uniforms a couple years ago in overtime Oof. they're up 28-3 in that game end up losing in overtime when you get stripped yeah those two got to be up there as far as just well and or unless you go like way back (laughs) there have been a lot of heartbreaking losses (laughs) remember when csu lost to cu at the goal line and they had three chances at the one yard line (sighs) turn down the lights it's getting dark in here um yeah i mean so they had them on the ropes this is a tough matchup that offense knows how to get to these uh this utah state team so it really stinks that the the injuries have just piled on for what an this this offense on paper looks awesome hey i mean i think even without colin hill when you have warren and marvin in the mix this is an offense that can drive the ball on anyone they have had a little bit of a difficulty finishing drives at times you're seeing them kind of put up large long drives that end up stalling and you have to get a field goal or last week especially you had illegal formation penalties and yeah (laughs) all kinds of stuff 
but they just got to execute. I mean, it's yep. really the only way you're going to be able to win. You're going to need another monster showing from Patrick O'Brien. Yep. He was up and down last week, but I think mm-hmm. what you saw from him overall has got to be encouraging. I mean, he can run the offense and that's what you need. You're going to see everybody get more comfortable as, as time moves on. Yeah. Do, shall we talk a little bit about CSU's new quarterback and what you thought yeah. against Toledo? Yeah. I mean, I think overall, it, it, it was exactly what I expected out of Patrick O'Brien. Mm-hmm. People coming into the game, they were asking me, you know, what do you think? How is this offense going to look? And I would tell them, well, it's not going to be what it was with Colin Hill yeah, for a variety of reasons. And it really doesn't even come down to talent. It's just the amount of time that Colin Hill has been in the system, how right. he leads the offense. Right. It will not be as smooth when you have somebody else stepping in, especially midseason. Right. But Patrick O'Brien, he's a good athlete. He can extend the play with his legs, which we saw against Arkansas and against Toledo. Mm-hmm. He has a really nice deep ball. He can throw. He can throw the, the deep ball. Maybe even better arm, than Colin. Man. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say yes. But I know you're partial. But in I between think the he's sticks, great deep ball. It's just inconsistent. I don't know. There, he missed a lot That's of very easy yeah. throws. Yeah, ball and placement can come and go. Exactly. Yeah. And I think Bobo even admitted after the game and again on Monday. Yeah, it was inconsistent. But I liked what I saw. I think. If he can get his his footwork down and he really steps into his throws, you're going to see some of these accuracy issues, especially between the sticks. Yep. Maybe not disappear, but at, you just won't see it be as big of an issue. Right. Yep. I'm consistent confident in O'Brien. lower body mechanics leads to consistent accuracy. Exactly. Would you believe it or not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy how that works. Wild. Wild. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, like if this defense can't stop anyone, which they haven't proven to be able to do. It's not going to matter what Patrick does. He yep. threw for 400 yards last week. Right. He had them within a yard of winning the game on that Hail Mary, and that's another thing you can compliment him well. I think <laughs> I think he ran that one-minute offense very well for someone who was in a tough spot. I mean, you don't, you don't have a ton of reps in preseason right. in, in those right. situations when you're the number two guy. And he came out, and he, he got him within a yard and a half to win, but 41 points, 436 yards on the ground, you're not going to beat anyone that way. Yeah especially an offense like Toledo, which we said going into the game, this is an explosive offense. This team is as good, if not better than Arkansas and everyone, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, there's a reason they've scored 50 points a game for multiple years and are going to a bowl game after bowl game. Right. And producing NFL talent. And, you know, I mean, Toledo's got it going on. Like, I think it was easy to overlook them because, oh, they're out of conference and all that. But no, this is a... This is a pretty good G5 team right It now. is. And yeah. I think if you're a CSU fan, you can argue this is a team where you should maybe expect mm-hmm. to win. At yes. least at this point, you have a fifth-year head coach. Yep. You have goals loftier than just beating, you know, decent or okay G5 teams. But, I mean, Toledo can play. They were a yep. team you can't sleep on them, and they proved it. Yeah, that was rough. Funny how we started with rough losses, and that one uh, that happened just a, a mere few days ago was, uh, <laughs> wasn't even mentioned. <laughs> it's, it's been a tough time. Um yeah, 24-point underdogs at Utah State. It's not shocking. I mean, it's one of those, historically, CSU has played Utah State really well, mm-hmm. even in years where Utah mm-hmm. State has been a significantly better team. Mm-hmm. Going back to the McElwain era, there were some really tight games down in Logan. And I don't think CSU will necessarily get blown out, but it is a game where it wouldn't surprise me if you see, you know, kind of halfway through the third quarter going into the fourth, that Utah State offense, they just take control and 
and they put the game to rest, which we haven't really seen the defense be able to make any kind of successful second half adjustments to this point. Yeah. And so until they do that, I'm not going to believe they're going to get it done because they haven't shown us that they can. Yep. No, I mean, that defense is tough to watch. It's really tough to watch. That's yeah. <laughs> That'd be putting it nicely, I think, at this point. <laughs> Fair. I mean, what's going on with that, D? Shall we get into that? You uh, you wrote quite the piece. Oh, well, I did uh, for the BSN subscribers. DNVR. DNVR, you're yeah. right. We're no longer BSN. We're sleeker, cooler DNVR. That's right. But um, As you can see from the sleeker, cooler Justin Michael. <laughs> Better me. That's right. Yeah. Don't tell your doctors. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. I I agree. Should we do the... Go for it. Yeah. Let's do time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, not BSN Denver. You know, for months I've been talking about Strawberry Sky. You're probably familiar with Brecker, Breckenridge's Avalanche Ale, but I want to talk to you about Colorado Core, which was recently released Breckenridge collaborated with Talbert Cyber Cider Cyber Cider Company to create an apple blonde ale that tastes like late summer in a glass. Look for it at any of your local liquor stores or visit Breckenridge Brewery and try Colorado Core. Yeah, we drank some Henry and I on the last draft pod, which you do find in your Rams feeds. I hope you're enjoying that and that's not too much buffs talk. And if it is, give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Um, that's we- what intelligent fans are supposed to do, though. You're supposed to gather information from all perspectives learn right college football is too wonderful to just talk about one team or one conference you know we need to broaden our horizons but anyways we broke some open on the show boy it's good stuff it's got a a bit of a champagne vibe um really enjoyed it and so it'd be good for when if you have the ladies over good because it's not you know too aggressive it's not too hoppy get somebody over like they're like what's this it's got everything that's bad about the CSU defense, only it's good in a beer for the ladies, is what Justin Michael is telling you. It's fair, soft. fair analogy. There you go. So poor tackling, <laughs> poor tackling beer, but bubbly, you well, know. To be honest, though, the tackling isn't poor because they haven't <sighs> been within the vicinity of the player to attempt the tackle. Wow. It's not even a missed tackle. Wow. You're just watching them run untouched oh my to the end zone. So, hey, you know it. You know it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I thought I was exaggerating <laughs> when I was talking about the game after. I went back and I rewatched those Toledo highlights because I apparently wanted to suffer. That's exactly right. All three of Kobach's touchdowns, he didn't get touched. Not one of them. I know. I don't even know how that's possible. I've never well, seen that in a like, little league game, let alone a college football game. It's so one dimensional. You'd think it'd be easy it's to a come sweep. Up with a sweep. He's plan. going to the outside. Oh, it's my a God. sweep. So it really, I mean, so we were kind of teasing this already, but it's really coming down to coaching. Everything I mean, comes down to so coaching. Unprepared. That's. I think that's got to be the most frustrating thing for the fan base. Is it's just the same thing week after week. Yeah. And yeah. when you watch the defense, especially, watch them pre-snap and watch where guys' heads are. They're still looking around. They don't know what they're doing. People are running onto the field as the ball is snapped. They're sending out Max McDonald at the last second because he's the only person that knows what the hell is going on. But it doesn't even matter because you send him out so late that he can't make those checks to everyone else, and then you're watching somebody run 40 yards to the end zone untouched. How are you still making these mistakes in week four or in year two in John Jancic's system? These are not freshman players. These are not first-year players that we're seeing. You're seeing guys who 
actually had success as bad as last season was Rashad Ajayi, Emmanuel Jones, uh, Devin Smith. Some of these guys you saw really step up in the second half of the season. Right. We've seen them regress this year. Yeah. Rashad Ajayi got benched in the last game. He's their number one cornerback. And in the second half of the game, he was benched for a true freshman, Keevan Bailey, who's a phenomenal athlete, son of Champ Bailey. Fans were excited to see him get in the game. But when yeah. he's getting in the game because your number one corner is being benched, that's not exactly a positive sign. Right. And that secondary has the talent. I'm still. Like, they're I'm bigger, still they're faster, they're stronger. Hicks. Like, I know he's on some NFL radars. Hicks is a thumper, man. And he's played yeah. He's played pretty well this year. I think there were I, times I last year so where too. he was out of position. And right. He missed right. some tackles where he came, he would crash down really aggressively and miss the tackle. Right. And, Takes bad angles, too aggressive. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's his scouting report for sure. Exactly. But. Yeah, I don't get it because, like you said, this team, the talent, at least on paper, is superior. Yeah. They're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. Why are players not developing? That comes down to coaching. That comes down to your position coaches that you've hired. you got to reevaluate everyone at this point. Position coaches who are getting the richest position coaches contracts in CSU history. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. You're, you're getting paid. I mean, CSU has invested in athletics. It's not going to be the same right. as you know CU even because sure, we, they sure. don't have the money yeah but you've seen them invest in athletics and right now they've just committed to the wrong guys yeah and fair in Bobo's defense Jancic was not his first choice they hired Derek Ansley who was Alabama's defensive back coach and he was who I follow Alabama pretty closely which my fans know and everyone that Ansley worked with improved and so I was stoked when they hired him. Also, and then he spurred any them for Alabama the NFL. DB coach, like probably you know. gonna be okay, right? Like Saban has entrusted you with his baby, so you're doing something right. Exactly. You're probably one of the shining stars in the coaching world. Fair to say, I think. And I think when Ansley gets hired by the NFL without ever coaching a snap at CSU, it shows like they they found the guy that they wanted. They had him. Yeah. It just didn't work out. And then you were in a tough position. You had to hire somebody after January. A lot of, you know, your premier coordinators, even assistant coaches that are on their way right. up, they've already been hired at that point. The market dries up by so that. So you point. go with Jancic, a guy who you've coached with at Georgia, a guy you're familiar with, a guy you're hoping can come in and turn this defense around for you. But as we've seen, 16 games, 225 yards on the ground. That defense has not improved in the slightest. It's, it's regressed right. and it's right. getting worse right. on a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah this ain't it. This ain't it. And you made a great point on your story. If you haven't checked that out, I encourage you to go read it, subscribe to the DMVR, all that good stuff. You point out how really defending the run is at the heart of this. And when you are in a league like the Mountain West, I don't think there's anything that's more important than stopping the run. It's the foundation of G5 programs. You're not going to get you know, the the five-star quarterback time after time again. You're yeah. going to try and develop an offensive line, and you're going to try and play to your skill guys. And it's what Fresno State does. It's what Air Force does. San Diego State. San Diego State has done it for two decades. Damn near our lifetimes, yeah. So if you can't stop the run, you can't win. Yeah. And it's really as simple as that, and we're seeing it because you're, you're putting up 700 yards of total offense. I've never seen an offense put up 700 yards – and really not even come that close to winning. Like I know technically they had that last drive and they could have won with the Hail Mary and all that, but they got dominated that entire second half. Yeah. 
won't just look lost on deep. Like when when the other team can do whatever they want, I almost cussed. Um, <laughs> truly, like there's there's nothing to do. I mean, you're you're just hanging on a prayer that they make some stupid turnover or something. And know? that's pretty like, much where yeah. the position CSU's at. You're kind of hoping for the other team to mess up. Well, what's interesting is what's what's the stat? They've only allowed less than 150 yards rushing four total times in the Jancic era they're three and one in those games right. considering they've only won four games in the Jancic era three out of those four wins <laughs> right. were the ones where you right. gave up 150 yards and the one loss to kind of come full circle Utah, Utah State. State last year right which the game which fluky yeah you should but you had a chance to win that game was the point it was the most competitive you were against a division one opponent all last season and it was the only game you stopped the run it would have been such a huge home win for the program it just would have been nice for just them to be able to end, at least on home. They still lost to Air Force the following oh, week right, on the I road on Thanksgiving the Day. Yeah. Um, happy Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Rams fans. <laughs> My family was not stoked that I missed Thanksgiving <laughs> to cover that uh, crap shoot of yeah. a game. <laughs> More bad life choices than I just did over here. That's going to be the title of That's the story of this in my I life. You know. yeah. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> oh, boy. But I do want to, you know, we've kind of been going, probably wrap the podcast up here fairly soon, but I do want to talk a little bit of positivity just yes, so that please. we can talk about something. Oh, we're talking hoops now? Well, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit of hoops, but also I want to talk about Shaq Barrett because you're an NFL oh, guy. Oh. And Shaq Barrett. Oh, my former CSU Ram, former CSU superstar, maybe the most beloved Ram player in the NFL right now. Richard Higgins has an argument for that too, just because of his smile. And when you're nicknamed Hollywood, I think that helps. But yeah, totally. Shaq Barrett, eight sacks on pace to break all kinds of records, already has, I think, the franchise record for sacks in that time period. Concerning, I mean, they've had some guys that have gone through Tampa Bay over the years, some pretty decent defensive pass rushers. Oh, and Warren Sapp, you know. They've like, right, yeah, Simeon Rice, Simeon anyone? Rice. Yeah, like, you're right. To have a record for that franchise with the kind of defenses they've had is pretty damn impressive. Um, no, it's unbelievable what he's done so far, and it's unbelievable that the Broncos would let him go. But, I mean, good for him getting that full-time spot for a franchise that has turned tried so hard to find a good pass rusher. JPP with like four fingers or, you know, (laughs) drafting guys like Noah Spence who'd flamed out at Ohio State then as a, in the FCS, breaks out and becomes like a high draft pick. Didn't work out. They've just tried so many things. And then good old Shaq Barrett who just impresses anytime he's on the field at any level. Who would have thunk it? Eight sacks leading the NFL three weeks in. Unbelievable. He's been incredible. He really has. And, you know, playing, I'm not trying to slam the Broncos for letting him go. Shaq. Oh, please do. Shaq wanted to start. So right. if he wasn't right. going to start, he wasn't right. going to re-sign with Denver regardless of what they offered him. But right. my whole point is, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, mm-hmm. but when you look at the situation and you look at Denver's decision to draft Bradley Chubb. Yes, that's what Bradley Chubb to, has yeah. been phenomenal against the run. Yeah. I mean, I, he's been a lot better against the run than I ever expected to be honest. I thought he was just going to be like a pass rusher guy, but Oh no, he's, he's a very really complete yeah. very complete defender yes, and a stud. Yes. But are the Broncos closer to winning with him instead of Shaq Barrett? You could have got a quarterback, you could have got a tackle. Were you ever a Josh Allen guy? Yes. I think Josh no, Nothing Allen, wrong. I was too, man. Yes. Don't don't say it with embarrassment. Own it, dude. He's lighting the NFL on fire. I, Josh Allen to me was always one of those guys 
everything was there. The physical skill set. A little he's a Patrick leader. O'Briany, yeah? Yeah. A little bit. He's uh, obviously right, right. more accurate. Different tier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. A little bit better of an athlete all around. But, right, right, right. But you put him with some dudes and he can win. I think you put, you know, you take any of those guys. I mean, Lamar Jackson. <sighs> Yeah, don't get How me do you started live with on that? teams Moving passing forward. with Lamar. Yeah, no. But and it's it's not even it. Chubb's not even the only one you could have looked at. Even if they didn't go quarterback, there were so many good guys that came out in that top ten this year. Minka Fitzpatrick, you could have added to your secondary. All of these things yeah. you Roquan had a Smith, who Fangio loves so much. You know, I I'm still anti drafting guards, but Quentin Nelson would have also been available. You know, you on down the road at Derwin James, who's an absolute stud for the Chargers in your division. It, it, all those linebackers, Leighton Van Der Esch, like there were so many other options. Exactly. And, and you yeah. choose to let Shaq go, a guy who you groomed and developed. Right. And I just and it doesn't make sense to me. I'm so glad that this guy that's been overlooked his entire time since since leaving Fort Collins. Yeah. Where, you know, absolutely bullied DJ Fluker in that Alabama game way back when. Was that Fluker playing right tackle? I, think I believe it's so, because yeah. it would have been 2013. You know, who was like the 11th? He was a first rounder that year. They couldn't block him. Shaq absolutely devastated him. Like, stole his lunch money and just kept pounding him into the ground. Well, look at his last game even. Just, right, Guys that show up right, against big time right, opponents. Right, that's what Shaq right. did. He showed up against Alabama when they were going to lose to Washington State. He goes and he, he strips the guy they rule it that he's down. What does Shaq do? Does Shaq throw a fit? No, he just strips him again on the next play. That's fine. He was down. I'll just yeah. strip him again. No big deal. Best Rams defender of in how long? Like at least we since, have to go back to at Joey least since Porter? Joey Porter, Clark no. Higgins. Wow. I mean, there have wow. been guys that have had moments, seasons sure, sure, of sure, success. Sure, sure. Right. You know, they stood out, and guys have gone to the league. DeAndre Elliott, Bernard Blake, some of these mm-hmm. corners. Mm-hmm. They did go on in the NFL. Uh, Aaron Davis, but none of them. Right were as solid as Shaq was throughout their entire careers, and certainly none of them went on to, to perform in the NFL. Capri Bibbs on offense has, has performed in the small opportunities that he's been given. That's another guy who I don't quite understand why he can't find a spot. Just find right Because he, produ- he produced with Denver when they gave him a small chance. He produced when wa- with Washington when they gave him a small chance. I mean, maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes that you don't see. Could maybe be. he doesn't practice hard enough. I right. don't know. Right. But all I know is he produces just like Shaq does. Yeah, no, I mean, those next-level Rams looking good. Gallup, if he can just stay on the field. Just stay know? healthy, man. Yeah. Him and Richard both. Higgins missed a little bit of time. I know, and Richard, that damn Freddie Kitchens offense. God, Freddie, get it together, man. <laughs> get Hollywood the ball. Take care of these guys. You let Baker call the plays? He's picking. <laughs> he's calling Hollywood's number every single time. He probably would. <laughs> Forget OBJ. OB who? Landry. Who's we Landry? Got Hollywood, we got baby. Hollywood. Yeah. Well, another guy who maybe needs a bigger shot because uh, they're cramping his style over there. I think a little bit, but it seems like I am. I'm just happy he's at least like certified himself on that roster. Like he has an established role. He is right. that three receiver. Baker trusts him. Right, because for a minute it was like, how's Hollywood not better in the NFL? Like, forget that forty time. Like, the dude was a baller in college. Well, he runs no a complete route tree. Right. He doesn't drop anything. Right, he gets open. He catches everything. That's really what matters, you know. It's why BC Johnson got drafted last year. You're seeing teams learn. Look, BC wasn't the sexiest athlete. He didn't run a four three. He didn't jump, you know, out of the building. But he's a great athlete. He practices hard. He'll play special teams. He'll block. 
That's like that's the CSU way, to be honest. If you're going to get to the NFL as a, C- a CSU well, player, for the most part, you've got to be one of those grinders. No surprise, drafted by a team that Ku- the Kubiaks exactly. have a lot of influence in, right? Um, I think that first pro day where I, I saw you, Kubiak was there as a scout for the Broncos. You well, know, Clint, yeah. I mean, he played yeah. at CSU. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. Right. right. But, yeah. You want to talk a little bit of basketball here before we Let's go? Let's do it. You're the expert here. Yeah, I spent most of my podcast kind of just breaking down yesterday why I'm excited about this team. I mean, you can go back to Nico Carvacho finally being healthy. One of the things I talked about in an article that's about to come out, uh, plan on getting it out this morning, but still got to do the audio for it. Um, Nico led the nation in rebounding last year. He couldn't even lift his hands all the way above his shoulder. He played last year with a torn labrum and a torn rotator cuff. Insane. And he he led the country in rebounding. So, oh I mean, God. like, he can That's only go insane. up from here. You're seeing him look so much more confident with his jump shot. Um, and it's right. early. Which I mean, it's practice. Huge. Most D1 players, when there's not a defender in their face and a, not a gym full of people, they're going to hit jump shots. Like, right. even players that seemingly were awful for CSU over the last couple of years, when it was an empty gym, they would hit shots. But yeah. when I watch his form, that's what stands out the most to me. And you see him, you shoot. he shoots confidently. That release is up there. It's smooth. So many seven-footers, you see him kind of with the jerky, like, uh, kind of like let it go at the top. That's not Nico. Now that right. he's healthy, he's he's able to get that release. And I think you're going to see a drastic improvement from him at the free throw line. I was going to ask, what was he shooting last year from the charity stripe? I'd have to look it up. I think it was low 60s, uh, high 50s a lot of the season. It was it was inconsistent. It was not sure, good enough. Sure. If, if Nico can be a 70% free throw shooter, that is enough to where teams can't hack him. Right. Yep. And that's to where it yep. got to last year that he was in his own head. He was nervous. They'd put him at the line because they didn't think he'd be able to knock him down. Right. I think you'll see less of that this year, which would be good. You're also going to see just a more complete offensive game out of him. He can drive left now, which was something he couldn't do with a torn labrum. <laughs> I mean, people don't like everyone was right. clowning on him last year. Like can't make layups, can't make free throws, can't do this. It's like, yes, because he can't lift his hand above his head. People try and make a layup going left with a torn <laughs> rotator cuff. <laughs> right. Right. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just insane that he did what he did last year in those conditions it's really. unbelievable I mean, yeah. I mean and it, it speaks to the the type of competitor he is the mm-hmm. the work ethic he has i mean he's a guy who let's be honest his couple of years on campus have not exactly been a smooth process he had he's been here through all of the you stacy drama the interim coach situation medved comes in you get a new coach he watches basically everyone he was recruited with came up playing transfer out Nico decides to stay. He buys into what Medved is preaching. And now I'm just curious, this senior year, can he kind of take it all to that next level, be a guy that really dominates the league? I mean, he's going to put up numbers. He already has the school record for double-doubles, all-time leading rebounder. He's a top 30 scorer. I mean, the list goes on and on. His numbers last year were absurd. They're really good. Yeah. Who's the new addition you're most excited about? It's got to be David Roddy, uh, six foot seven forward out of Minnesota. Watching him yesterday, I mean, he was a guy who he had interest from Minnesota, Notre Dame, schools throughout the Big Ten. Was a I can't remember if it was five A or six A, but was an all 
you know, all state football player, basketball player, and wow. track athlete. Wow. When you see him right now, I mean, his biceps are like this. I know I'm not the biggest guy in the world, so. <laughs> <laughs> but when I look at him, I'm like, this kid's 18. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, he just he looks like a grown man out there. And the thing that really I'm excited about him, he's not just a bruiser. A lot of like 18 year olds that are beefy, they come yeah, in and right. all they know how to do is out muscle guys. And that's what you right. were able to do in high school because sure, you sure. were the biggest, the baddest, the best. Mm-hmm. Well, it's D1. They're all the biggest, the baddest, and the best. You can't do that. And Roddy has excellent touch, great jump shot, great handles. I mean, it's it's really, really impressive for somebody of his age. I think him and then you've got Isaiah Allen, who came in out of Texas, point guard, probably going to play a lot. You do have Kendall Moore, right. who's returning for his sophomore right. year, and, and Hiron Edwards, who's returning for his redshirt junior season. So maybe he doesn't get quite as much playing time, yeah. but... Roddy, just given the lack of depth that you have at, at the bigs, it's really Carvacho, and then you have Adam Thistlewood, who's not really, I mean, he's more like a three. I mean, you can stretch him to the four, right, and he, right, right. but that's not where he's going to be best suited. Right. Mm. Are you getting me excited? I'm excited. I think the fans are excited. You got cool schedule this year, obviously, with the trip to Duke. Should be interesting. I'll, I'll be curious to see how this team plays out. I'll obviously be there throughout it all be back at practice later this week before the utah state trip for football so all kinds of stuff going on in ramland right on well i know you've got a a job to do and got to get back to fort collins and cover some stuff huh i do i gotta work i I don't (sighs) know why i wanted to grow up so bad and like (laughs) have responsibilities but hey as far as jobs go this one too bad pretty cool it's not too bad you got anything to plug before we get off here no, I, I don't have anything to plug other than if you're not a subscriber to DNVR, I highly recommend it now. We've added so many amazing voices to this team. I mean, this was the reason I came over and let go of my site in the first place was because I was excited about, you know, the creative vision of what this was becoming. And, you know, it's it's only going to go up from here. We just so many talented people on yeah. all the different beats. It's well, really doing incredible. more stuff like this, the live streams and everything. I'm so excited about this. So. Exactly. Like nobody yeah. else is doing what we're doing. And I, I don't want to take like two minutes here to toot our own horn. Sure, sure, sure. But, but why not? But yeah, like you, we're doing you work cool hard stuff. Enough. You we work it. hard. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate everyone that has subscribed already. Everyone that has, we've pretty much, I mean, in the, la- in the two months that I've been working here, I've gotten just like so little negative feedback. It's unreal. Well, you're a superstar. The people <laughs> love you. I hope you know that. I think it's less about me and more about the people I'm working with. Know. But nonetheless, thank you to everyone that supports our content. Thank, thank you to you. everyone that watched this live podcast. This was something really cool. I'm excited we got to try it out. And yeah, we'll be back every day this week with more episodes of the DNVR Rams podcast. <laughs>
kinda hot Like turn this octopus to calamari Don't tell my mom I'm at this party I'm so sincerely sorry, Connie Used to live out in Cali Cooling in Contra Costa, not the valley Like you're supposed to move to Hollywood Hills To become a SoundCloud hopeful Just like, yeah, one day your sound will be global So I stay dorm room rap writing Quiet rhyming Trying not to wake the roommate Anti-social Friday night in Making thoughts rain Turn to brain waves Like Poseidon on psilocybin I stay strapped up like I'm violent But I only carry tridents Skinny looking kid with the cupcake keys Wearing graphic tees Feeling way too trendy Boots too big I got shoes too filled That's thrift store scores in the Camry Hand me down fancy while I snatch a Grammy Made an album with my whole family Capri in the pantry like We got the juice Hands so clammy like I got the flu 1997 Jude 11th game 5 I ain't passing to you With these pathogen moves I'm like half of the crew Kia slam cam the booth Speak the truth like I'm under the oath Turn bread into toast Turn dead into ghost Turn men into poets Part C's like I'm Moses Earl Grey's tea and the rhymes are osmosis My office is oval, address me as POTUS I'm probably the coldest, I'm dripping like faucets I wrote this whole sonnet, I'm just being modest I hope that you get this and got this, let's split it like Tapas Skinny looking kid, call me Bruce Wayne, chilling out in Gotham And yeah, I really got him <laughs>